This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We already did our quarterback position rankings for the 2022 season. Let's keep on moving down the line and let's get to running backs here on the Steelers Standard. Now, the big difference between quarterback and running back, Steelers Nation, is you got a little hope that you're going to have one of your own on these lists, on this list here, where right. <laughs> quarterback, quarterback uh, for the past two decades, so it's been pretty much that case that you've had someone in the top 10, but these are different times here in the city of Pittsburgh as far as that position is concerned. But got a lot to get to, got 10 guys to talk about, so let's not hesitate. Let's, let's not waste any more time. My number 10. Well, hold on, hold on. Should we do some honorable mentions maybe? See, it was so hard to get to number 10, but, yeah, I'll give you a couple guys. That See, there's only list. one that comes to mind because Who? I struggled. I don't know about you, Tom. I struggled to get 10. Okay, who's on your uh, number 10? Well, so it's kind of a joke. <laughs> My number 10 is Lamar Jackson. I think he deserves to How be. How dare you? How dare you, Bill He deserves Bill to be named somewhere on this list. Do you not agree? I mean, he was what, like seventh in the league in rushing until he got hurt this Every year? Every year for the last three years, he's been a, like a top 15 rusher. Well, this is top 10, buddy. That's true. Not top 15. That's true. You put him at number 10. He wasn't even on your honorable mention. Uh, No, I got I got one guy. I got I got my number 10. All right, so have I got Jackson Lamar. As I got all, Lamar as my LLI, honorable mention. Outside looking in Lamar, yeah, yeah. my first OLI outside looking in guy was Austin Eckler out of Los Angeles. Wow, yeah. that guy's good, man. He's good. You don't th- you think it's too high? Looking, there's running backs way better than Austin Eckler in this league. Oh, buddy. Oh man. Okay. Why? Where is he? Is he in your top five or something stupid Guess like what? that? He is in my top five. That's he ridiculous. Barely eked. He barely inched into the top five. I'm going to just destroy it. you with this all list. Right, all right, all right. so many players you'd much rather have than Austin Eckler, starting with number 10. And the reason why he's number 10, a little banged up last year. My number 10 and my number 9 have been pretty injury-prone the past couple of seasons, nine more so than 10. But I still give this guy the the, the crown I got to give, or at least the top 10 nod. I give Alvin Kamara number 10. Wow, okay. Yeah. I got Aaron Jones as my number 10 guy. Hey, guy's about to lose his job, buddy. He uh, could. Guy's about to lose his job to Dylan. He could. I, I still a lot though over the past couple of years with Rodgers, and it's very possible, Tom, that this could be the first time the Packers really kind of maybe transition to a, a run-first offense with both AJ Dylan and Aaron Jones, considering they have zero wide receivers on their team. Now we know that won't be the case by the time the week one of the regular season comes around. Because we expect them to make uh, a splash in the draft at that position. Maybe they're the likely candidate to land Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. But that could just lead more so to a run-first offense for this team. Aaron Jones, overall, I think is a really good running back. I still think he's number one. I know you feel very high on him possibly falling behind A.J. Dillon, but I don't know if that's how Green Bay feels. When AJ, when 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 Aaron Jones is healthy and he's out there, He's dangerous. I got him as my number 10 guy. Alvin Kamara, you know, I just think he's going to maybe take a little bit of a step back without having a legitimate Hall of Famer in Drew Brees there. But I think Jameis Winston can, if healthy, be a decent option at that quarterback spot for them. I'm not saying they're going to compete with Tampa Bay and take that division on, but I think they can be a competitive entity, and I think it would flow through Kamara. You know, I've I've often compared Najee Harris in the style of play that we can get from him in Pittsburgh to Alvin Kamara, just 
his explosiveness as a ball carrier, but also being really good in the pass-catching game, being utilized outside of the backfield, all things like that. Uh, I think Kamara is still a top 10 running back in the NFL. Absolutely. I agree. I got him higher, but I agree. I got him higher. Number nine for me, this was a guy that I struggled with just because I think talent-wise, he's maybe top three. Yes, I think we have the same guy He can't stay healthy, so I put Christian McCaffrey at number nine. Oh, Who's your guy that you can't stay healthy then? Tom, it's very possible I might have forgotten Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) So, translation, you forgot about Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Well, okay, let's keep in mind, the guy has played how many combined games over the last two years? This is where you spin it into being like, he doesn't deserve to be in the top (laughs) ten. I don't know how many games he's played in the last two years. Combined! It's not just one year he was out. It's I think he played, like, what, one game in 2020? I'm looking. I'm looking that up right now. How how much he? It's he very. Up on the field. I don't. But I don't think Tom that it's. He played three games in 2027 last year. So 10. so ten over a possible 33. But people forget that he was healthy for all 16 games his first three seasons in the NFL. So it's it's he easy turned from to Iron forget, Man to right. perennially injured. It's easy to forget when recency bias takes over, and that recency bias isn't just. Oh, well, he played nine games in one year and ten games the next year. No, he played ten combined games out of a possible 33. It's very possible I just completely forgot because of how little he's played over the last two years. You did completely forget. I completely forgot. But I do like the fact that you had him, not just based off of talent alone, you had him in the top three. But I do agree with you. When healthy, he's clearly a top, he may be number one. Maybe yeah. number two behind the king. Yeah, behind the king. Yeah, of course. But that's why I said at the beginning, number three, he's top three talent wise. It's just a matter of staying on the field for this guy. But who was your number nine? So I thought we had the same guy. Well, this guy's Be- going to be injury prone too, apparently. Ezekiel Elliott, I got a number nine. Every year of his career, Tom, his rushing average per game has decreased. And the first three years of his career, I think he had like 104 his first year, like 101 his second year, and like 97 his third year. So yeah, it dec- it decreased, but not to not to like some on some like really downhill level. But the next three years, Tom, it went from like 98 to like 87 to like 75 to like I think this past year was like 58 or something. This guy cannot stay healthy, and even if he is healthy, he is not producing at the level as, at which he did in his first three years of his career. However, I still give him respect because there are flashes of him being that guy that came out of Ohio State that just took the league by storm, easily the league's offensive rookie of the year that year. Had he not been the teammate to Dak Prescott, he probably could have won just overall rookie of the year, but Dak was there. So I'm putting Zeke here at nine. It's just kind of a shame that he's fallen off this fast in his career. Maybe, you know, he could bounce back in some way, but you also just see the Cowboys having so much faith in Dak that they're kind of shying away from Zeke a little bit. Yeah, I actually have Zeke a little bit higher on my list. Um, But yeah, I think he... He kind of looked like maybe he was falling off, but he came on strong at the end of the year, man. He was a big part of that. He, he got over the century mark. 
uh, getting to a, or getting to a thousand yards rushing on the year just by two yards. So just by the skin of his teeth, he got over a thousand yards again this season. Uh, but yeah, he's coming a little bit later on my list. My number eight guy, little controversial here, and maybe not. Again, as I cheated with the wide receivers in our power rankings for Steelers positions, I cheated a little bit with this guy. He had a good rookie season, but I expect him to even take off even more. Are you taking? Are you talking about J.K. Dobbins here? Nope. I Ooh. put Javante Williams at number eight. Ooh. Yeah. Javante Williams is a disturbingly really aggressive running back. So like, I actually had him among my honorable, like my legitimate. I know I said Lamar was my legitimate one, but I had Javante Williams, Josh Jacobs, and Damian Harris all as my honorable mentions. And Javante Williams was the one guy who I thought could be the one to take over the spot over Aaron Jones at my number 10. I do like it. I do see so much upside. And I think that he's going to improve because I don't think the Denver Broncos are going to move forward with Melvin Ingram. They split carries essentially last year. Take away all of Melvin Ingram's touches, all of his yards, put it all on Javante Williams. I think he's capable of matching those numbers, possibly even exceeding that. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think Javante Williams might have had even more of an impact if Melvin Gordon III wasn't also getting 203 carries. Like, that's what I'm both, saying. Both I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. give him all of Melvin Melvin Gordon's touches. And he's top I think, 10. I think he does more with what Melvin Gordon did on those touches. Well, I think you saw that towards sure. the end of the year as he kind of came out as the guy. You know, they kind of transitioned into him being the mm-hmm. guy. So I got Williams at number eight for me. That's fair. I mean, again, he was one of my honorable mentions, so I don't have him much farther down my list. Uh, my number eight guy. I have uh, AFC North rival. I got Joe Mixon at my number eight. Wow, Mixon's higher on my list. So the one thing holding me back the third is third leading rusher last year. He was, however, the two years before that time, he really struggled. So I need a little oh, bit have more. Have you ever cons- heard of a coming out party, buddy? Well, I, would you not consider his rookie year and his second year as a coming out party, buddy? <laughs> I thought he did really well when he was in his first two years, but then I think that next year he kind of took a step back. Now he's got a guy. Though. Now he's now, now he's, he's got a dude now he's got a quarterback that's great. He's got an offense. He doesn't just yeah. have the quarterback. He's got Jamar Chase too. That off. I mean, that's honestly you can make the argument Chase, or I'm sorry, Burrow, Mixon, Chase as one of the better trios in the NFL right now. Just give me another year, Mixon. And first of all, I got him at my number eight, Tom. So it's yeah, not like I'm, not I'm putting him at like 16, him, yeah. but give me another year and I could see him maybe approaching top five. Well, my number seven guy was your Ezekiel Elliott pick. I put Zeke at number seven there. still, just in front of Javante Williams. Okay, well, we got a little, so we, we both have a little repeat action here because my number seven guy was your number 10 guy, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Still got some faith in Kamara. So it's it's funny. It's like... We're the opposite of on Kamara and Zeke. We both think they're still good and have stuff left in the tank. I guess I see more, more left in Kamara. Kamara. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I see a little bit more left in Zeke, I think. Although I just like, it would make I like more Kamara's, sense for Kamara. Kamara's younger. Yeah, and I like his versatility a lot more, too. Yeah, and Zeke really was struggling a lot, especially mm-hmm. last year and I'm early, you, early into this year. But something you have something clicked this year. You, you don't get to seventh in the league in rushing without being a decent running back. Like, I just don't get like how that's possible. But he hit his worst year of of yards per game of his career because they fed him that rock. Yeah, man. I guess he so. gets fed that rock a lot. I mean, feed him. He's he's telling you that every time he looks at a camera. Mm-hmm. So All a right, couple number, repeats at seven. So yeah. number six. This is a guy again that talent wise might be a little bit higher, but hasn't been able to deal with that injury bug too well 
in his past couple of seasons. Steelers fans are very familiar with him, torching them for over 200 oh, yards Tom, and a half football. Tom, we, we matched both up here. have Dalvin Cook Dalvin as our number Cook six number running six. back. If this guy can stay healthy, he's, again, same as CMC, top three potential. If you right? asked me this question, if you asked me to make this list last year. He's probably your top three. I put him in my top three. And probably CMC too, right? Like those two guys. Um, going into last year, maybe, maybe just not with he, him because he was hurt in twenty twenty. Also, he missed more games in twenty twenty than he did last year. So it's possible I would have. It's possible I could have put CMC in my top ten just because I didn't know that another season of missed games was upcoming. But yeah, I I think out. I mean, Dalvin Cook has missed significantly less time than CMC has. So, asking this question last year for the first, I, this this was really only the first time that he struggled to stay healthy in a given season, right? I think so. For if the I most part. if I could look at it really quickly, yeah, I mean, in his career, his season low was only eleven games played. Well, I think we're just kind of his season low was eleven, other than his rookie year where he was out for the majority. So he played thirteen this past year, so he missed four. Whereas, and, and the two years prior to Which that. missing four is not terrible. No, but in the two years prior than that, he had only missed two each of those two years. Yeah, that's very good for a running back. So, yeah, I mean, he's not he's not playing, you know, 15 or 16. But in the, in the two years before that the league expanded to a 17-game schedule, he played 14 out of 16 two years in a row. Yeah, and again, I mean, the the talent is just on a freakish level with and, him. And you know, and I'm looking and at the Vikings are a different team when he's the the, the conduit, right. right? Like they have so much weapons in the offense that you'd want to pass the ball 50 times. But I think next year, especially, they should run through Cook more than anything. Yeah. So the one thing he really didn't do as well as he's done his career since he kind of took off was get into the end zone. He scored 13 touchdowns in 2019, 16 in 2020, but only six mm. last year. But still, Tom, going back to 2019, his yards per carry, 4.5, 5.0 in 2020, but 4.7 in, in 2021. So oh, actually, when he was healthy, he was great. Like, Yeah, exactly. I, so it, the one thing he really didn't do as well was just get into the end zone. I mean, he played 13 games and he finished top five in rushing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was a stud as far as running the football is concerned. I would maybe maybe two forty nine carries is a lot. Maybe more next year whenever if he can stay healthy. Because right. again, I think he's a good conduit for that. Well, yeah, offense. he had an additional sixty carries in twenty twenty when he had <laughs> the best year of his career. So get him another not even sixty, but get him an additional sixty that or thirty even. He'll find the end zone a couple of times in those thirty carries. Getting into our top five here, I've got a run of AFC North running backs coming in your face uh, to start things So you off. already told me that you had one guy who I put outside of the top five. Right. Mick, this is him, Mixon. This is okay. where Mixon checks in for me. Number five running back. Number three overall as far as rushing yards was concerned last year. He averaged 4.1 yards per carry. 13 touchdowns. That was a big thing for him is he really was able to put that right. ball in the end Not zone to, I mean, people, you know, if you were to recall – the 2021 season for the Bengals, people were going to be talking about the Burrow Chase connection. Yeah, but one of my favorite bets. Kind of quiet. One of my favorite bets all year was Joe Mixon to score a touchdown. Kind of he, a he quiet did a 13 touchdown season. No? Yeah, no? No question. And that's just on the ground. He added a couple more through the air as well. So uh, he is a guy that I view as one of the better all around running backs in the NFL. And you're right. He did have a little bit of a dry spell there for those couple of seasons 
One was without Joe Burrow mm-hmm. not being on the roster, and then one was Joe Burrow getting hurt in the middle of a season. Full season with Joe under the helm, he translated to one of the more effective backs in the NFL. And again, that's a guy, just like Dalvin Cook, you have so much temptation to gun and gun it and, and sling that ball, but you run that offense through Mixon, it's going to protect Burrow, and it's going to help open things up even more for you. So the fact that those teams, like the Vikings and the Bengals, have such firepower on quarterback, well, quarterback for the Vikings is a stretch, but you know what I mean, have such firepower in their passing games, but have such studs at their running game too, mm-hmm. it's just a really well-balanced couple of offenses there in Minnesota and Cincinnati. For sure. My number five guy, uh, someone who you put outside of your top ten. Wow. Austin Eckler. I mean, he's a touchdown machine. I'll give you that. Dude dude can't help but find the end zone. Okay. His pass catching ability is second to none. Am I forgetting, because I'm not including CMC in this because the guy is just too hurt too often now. Well, that's not why, but that's the reason you're going with. Is there a better receiver option other than other than Alvin Kamara and Najee Harris, is Ockler, is Eckler number three in terms of versatile running back? I think Eckler's in front of Harris right now, as far as that's concerned. Just because he's Just done it he for hasn't longer, done it. Yeah. And Harris needs to show more about. The, that's the one area I want to see more improvement from in Harris this sure. year is pass catch. And let's not forget, this was his first full year without teammate Melvin Gordon. Yes, so the, the the Chargers have a ton of faith in Eckler. So he was splitting, he, you know, he was splitting carries all all career long with Gordon. Finally, What's with this Gordon guy just taking carries away from all these running backs. Williams, Eckler, seriously. So he didn't eclipse the one thousand yard mark on the ground. He got a nine eleven, but he had six hundred and forty seven yards through the air, including eight touchdowns on the air. He had twenty touchdowns I know. total. He's a Tom. touchdown machine. So I got to give him some respect. I got to give the versatility some respect. That's why he's in my top five. And I kind of expect him now, too. This was his first full year being the guy. Maybe next year, now that he's used to it, he's a, he's even more capable of running the running on the ground. I still expect him to eclipse five at least 500 yards. I mean, he broke that mark by nearly 150 yards, Tom. Yeah. Uh, in 2021, so I expect him to at least hit 500. We'll see how much farther he get or further he gets beyond that. But I also expect him to get over a thousand yards on the ground. Number four for me, staying in the AFC. Well, who was your number five? Mixon. Oh, I forgot oh, your Mixon. number five. Right, right. Your your five was Eckler. Yeah. Number four for me, staying in the North. I got Nick Chubb here. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I got Nick Chubb here. That means you know who's coming in front of Nick Chubb, baby. But I think Nick Chubb behind the king is probably the, just the best pure runner mm-hmm. of the football in mm-hmm. the NFL. So much power, so much speed, So beats I, you in a variety of ways, can beat you with the afterburners, but then also can take on a linebacker mm-hmm. one-on-one and put him in the dirt. I agree with all the above, and you'll see how much so I agree with it when we get to Chubb in my rankings. But he's just, you know, he played 14 games last year, so he missed three games for the Browns, still was the second-leading rusher in the NFL. And that's also while he's splitting carries with Kareem Hunt. 5.5 yards per carry is what he averaged, which was sec- was tied for the most to the leading rusher in the NFL that year, Jonathan Taylor, who we'll get to in a second in both of our lists. But Nick Chubb, I mean, just a phenomenal running back that you have to wonder what the hell Stefanski was doing a lot last year, yeah. going away from him, going towards the passing game. Y- you have a thoroughbred. Don't lock him in the stable. Mm-hmm. Who's your number four? Uh, 
my number four. Sorry, I was getting ready to talk so highly about Nick Chubb. My number four. You will it is an AFC North running back, probably lower than you have him on yours, considering you have yet to name him. I got Najee. It's gonna be Najee. Four. Well, Najee's my number three. Okay, well there you go. So, what can How you say? How crazy is this? Already a top five back, huh? I mean, you gotta top love four. it, Pittsburgh. Top four, top in my four. opinion. Top three in yours. You gotta love it, right? This is why the Steelers made the pick. This, this is, is why, why they spat in the face of the critics that said you can't take a running back in the first round. This well, is why he's already top four. So. That this team is much better off rather than having gone after some fourth best or fifth best option in either the offensive tackle or our offensive guard position in the first round last year. You don't you don't you don't become a great team just because of one decent offensive lineman you secure in your first round. You know, it helps when you get like a Marquise Pouncey one year and then you get David DeCastro the next year. That obviously helps you, but that doesn't instantly make your offense so hard to plan against, even though the game plan is likely written on the wall. Give yeah. the ball to Najee Harris. I mean, yeah. And just to segue nicely into my number three, because that's who where I picked him, you know, he's that versatility is really what I put a lot of weight into, but also this is kind of going to sound weird, and people will think that I'm being a homer, but I'm not. He only averaged 3.9 yards per carry, yet he was fourth in the league in rushing yardage. That just tells you how tough of an oh uphill battle goodness. it was for him to get that kind of yardage and get that kind of production. I mean, he wasn't even the guy who had the most carries. Jonathan Taylor ended up having like 30 more carries than he did, yet he was still able to get to 1,200 yards on the ground alone. 3.9 yards at a time, not even four yards at a time. And people will point to that and say, how could you put Najee in the top three? Only average 3.9 yards per carry. Put any of these other running backs that I have listed behind Najee Harris and have them run behind that offensive line, mm-hmm. maybe Nick Chubb's the only one that could do the same thing of people behind him. Obviously, the people in front of him, the King and Taylor, could. But you know what I mean? Like That, I think, is indicative of how great he was, not how bad he was. That disparity between yards per carry and total yardage. Absolutely. And you're fourth in the league in rushing. And and you're doing 3.9 yards a carry. Tom, he did that all as a rookie, too. Right. It's not not like he was a guy like Nick Chubb or like Zeke or like a lot of these other guys that we have on our list, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Mixon, who have been in the league for a long time and have learned the game speed of pro football versus college. He came in and had to struggle probably more so than any running back who is as highly touted coming out of the draft in their rookie year. Yeah, I agree with that. So you got to give the guy credit. You and I both do. I have him in number four. You have him in number three. And you have Taylor Well, I'm, I'm going to say this really quickly before we move on to my number three. I expect Najee Harris to crack into the top three, maybe even the top two next year. That's he, how good he is. He is that and good. Give and him, give, him give him an offensive line, too. And watch him a fly. Yes. My number three, yes. I have Jonathan Taylor, Taylor at number three. Taylor's I'm going to guess you two. have him at two. Yep, so you have Chubb at your two. I have Chubb at my two, and then we'll get to King Henry, who both clearly are number one spot. But Taylor, I mean. I got, t- I, again. Led so the league in rushing. Led the league in rushing. He had a really good, really decent rookie year in 2020, but broke out. I mean, there was so much to say about Jonathan Taylor's season, but it was kind of overshadowed, I think, because of Cooper Cup's season. And I believe it was Cooper Cup who won Offensive Player of the Year, was it not? Yes. I get that, you know, he won the Triple Crown, but 
in a pass-happy league, to do what Jonathan Taylor did, I if you know you and I don't get votes, but if I somehow, some way was given a vote, finagled a vote, I would have given my vote to Jonathan Taylor for the Opoy. For the Opoy. I think I would have considered him for MVP too. Right, because but the fact that the Colts didn't clearly, make the playoffs that hurts. That hurts. Had they done it, it clearly wasn't Carson wasn't Wentz him. getting them there. No, it was him, Taylor. I mean, yeah, it was Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the guy's a freak. I mean, the guy just is such a pure guy's a freak. Guy's the fastest guy's kid alive. The fastest kid alive. A little super bad reference for you, but the guy's just such a pure runner. I mean, he can just get the ball yeah, and he's sprint a fifty fifty yards. It's really fun to watch. I think you and I, growing up here in Pittsburgh, being fans of the Steelers, people who who are fans of like the Steelers or maybe the Bears appreciate running backs. You know, te- fans of teams that have history in this league, great historical running backs, can really appreciate a great running back when you see one. And I think that's what we have here in Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, you have anything to say to Nick Chubb before we get to the king? And well, I think we, we touched we on Nick Chubb a lot. Chubb, yeah. It's just remarkable what he can do still. I mean, he's now going to enter, I believe, his fifth year in the league. Tom, one thing. In all four years of his career, he's only rushed for under 1,000 yards once. That was in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. So every other year he's done it, even though when he's missed games and split carries, every year of his career, including his rookie year, Rush for at least five yards per carry. Incredible. Just an incredible player. Number yeah, I can one. really, it's just, I mean, we're talking about freaks here. The, the 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 freak of all freaks is coming up here. But I think the top, this might be, Tom, and like easily correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm forgetting an era, this might be one of the best eras of running backs that we've seen in a long time. Definitely as far at the as top. skill is concerned, and the position has probably never mattered less in the NFL. It, which, which is, is just so hilarious. ironic. It is. But number one guy wrapping things up is, of Easy. course, Derrick Henry, the king. Um, Even though he missed he half finished the year. He finished in eighth place rushing, <laughs> and he played eight games. Like, he he was in first place, right, until like week 12 or week Taylor 13. It took Taylor forever to pass him. Like, without a question, Tom. The guy Tom, was going to get to 2,000 That was question. Yep, without a question, he was going to reach 2,000 yards two years in a row. And I wouldn't be surprised if coming off of an injury, he reaches 2,000 next year, if he stays healthy. He's got to stay healthy. And I do think, not to you say that they— You certainly know that the Titans aren't going to stray away from him as their game plan. I not mean, to say that they rushed him back, but just because he didn't really show up in that playoff game against the Bengals doesn't mean that— Well, I think he rushed himself back, too. Right. Get but that's what playoffs, I'm saying. Right? I don't think his lack of a, perfor- of a big performance in that game— is any indication that he won't be able to bounce back for an entire season next year with an actual offseason to recover? No, I just think, you know, both the Titans and him were like, it's playoff time. Let's I, get you I, back I, here. I can at least make it through the game. Let's, let's, let's and he did. Go. Yeah, he did. Just wasn't the same king no. that we're used to, but I'm sure, but expect I'm sure he'll be back to return next year. to his throne next year. Well said, Jacob. And that'll do it for this episode of Steelers Standard and Ranking. The top 10 running backs around the NFL definitely continue to work our way through position groups as we work our way through the offseason. But next week's draft week, so you know we're going to be coming with you hot and heavy with the draft content here on Steelers Nation Radio. Coverage on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I believe Monday as well. So you won't be short of draft content for uh, next week as far as the Steelers are concerned. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen, and we'll talk to you next time on the Steelers Standard.